Coming up next, we continue and in fact finish our amazing first annual Bookening Fantasy Draft. Welcome to the booking. I am excited. This is part two. We are picking up. We had a big cliffhanger. Our listeners have been sitting on their edges. Uh, 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 what am I trying to say? They've been sitting the on edges the, of their seats. The edges of their seats now for a whole week, waiting to hear the exciting conclusion. Probably conjuring up their own stories. You think anybody's actually been sitting there the entire week? Yeah, just waiting. I think our entire listenership. They're wondering, how's the bell going to fit into the story, Brandon? Yep, yep, yep. Because these people love great literature, and so yeah. they're wondering about it. Now, if people don't know, we're, gonna, we're, we're doing a fantasy draft where we draft characters and items and things from the novels and stories that we read this year. Let me just quickly recap the rules. I know people will probably have listened to the first part. I will try not to linger here, but it's nice to know. You get 12 draft picks. We've each picked six so far. And we'll recap those in a minute here, too. I know it's been a week, folks. At least one of them must be a setting. A setting constitutes all the physical locations and accoutrement of one book. A setting does not include any major or named characters. All other picks can be characters or objects from any books we've read this year. If you pick an object that exists in another player's setting, it is deleted from their setting. Objects maintain all attributes no matter the setting. In other words, if you steal Harry Potter's wand, and put it into your Jane Austen setting, the wand still conjures Patronuses. It can still kill people. It can still do all the wand now, that's, stuff. That's an idea. That is an idea. Darcy with a wand? Darcy with a wand. <laughs> Actually, I think Darcy with a wand would be a pretty boring yeah. <laughs> good digger. <laughs> good, yeah. good, good digger. Good, good doer is what I'm trying to for. You may not steal an object that is integral to the setting. Integral is defined as fundamentally affecting the nature of the setting. Your characters must begin somewhere in the character trajectory that underwent in the book. If you take Emma Woodhouse, you can start her out as Brad Emma. You can finish her as Redeemed Emma, but you can't do Baby Emma as much as we might love to. And you can't do 40-year-old Emma who's got three kids and is completely different from the Emma. You could you could maybe age her up in your story, but you can't start her there. Everybody clear on the rules? Very clear. Yep. All right, guys, let's go ahead and recap. Brandon, your amazing novel, Build a Novel, yeah. So far contains the following elements. Well, we start in Midnight's Children's setting. Mm -hmm. We have Tyrion and the Dawn Treader. Mm -hmm. For some reason, the bell. <laughs> <laughs> we have the looking glass, which still looks like the cooking glass. Mm -hmm. And we have the old man, the old man in the sea. There you go. Jake, your novel so far? I've got Queen Jadis. I've got some magic rings. I've got Hal. I've got Caspian. I've He's going to be Henry V, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, you could have him be Reprobate Hal. I don't know. Caspian, Puddle Glum, and the Lady of the Green Kirtle. And then we've got what, Nathan? <laughs> well, my novel, I'm guessing publishers will be <laughs> breaking down my door to get this bad boy written. And I'm prepared to write it. It's got the following elements, the following homogenous elements. Jane Eyre, uh -huh. Reap a Cheap the Mouse, Aslan, yeah. the Cheshire Cat. Holden Caulfield, 
and Susan Pevensel. Pevensey. Pevensey. Brandon, you are up for your you first- You both have decided to save your setting until last. That's interesting. Yeah, well, we don't want people to steal things from our setting, probably. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. You, who wants to steal anything from Midnight's Children's setting? I'll, I'm going to take the spittoon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do then? The pickle bats. <laughs> You'll show up here stupid now. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I need, I need some villains. And so I think that even though I didn't go for it right away, I do think that Tash is a good idea. I think All he right. fits in. He's going to be at least a sub-villain here. Okay. Wow. Tash is relegated to sub-villain. Interesting. Yeah, I think I know who my villain is. But you, it was more important to get that sub-villain? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe Brendan's sure. villain is already there. Maybe it's the old man. That's right. It's the Marlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. It's the Don Treader. It's the Don Treader, yeah. It's C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you cannot draft authors. <laughs> I am going to draft Edmund. Spencer? Yeah. Pevensey. The, the poet. Oh, good idea. I'm going to draft Eustace. Okay. And? And Conradin from Shredney Vashtar. Oh, my God. I don't understand what you're doing, but okay. <laughs> my novel is going to make sense. Is it? Yeah. And it's going to be good. It's going to be a novel that people want to read. I trust you, Nathan. Thank you. Uh, who's It's Jake's again. It's, it's Jake's my, turn. Um, he's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. That's okay. This I, want, is... I want Mr. Wentworth. Mr. Went Captain Wentworth, you mean? Captain Yes, because there might be a Mr. for all I remember. From Persuasion? Yeah. Somebody's got to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, they don't. <laughs> not the most inspiring of the heroes from that thing, but not a yeah. bad one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want, I think if I actually want him, the Mask of the Red Death. I want the Red Death. <laughs> you can pick that. That could be your main villain. Imagine a team-up team up between Tash and the Red Death. Uh, that is interesting. You do a lot of damage. No. Okay. Queen of Hearts. You already took Holden Caulfield, so he can't be my villain. You can get... Uh, you won't let me take the spirit beings from the Willows. No, we specifically talked about that earlier. <laughs> no, not with, without me. No. I can't do Stanley from a streetcar. He's not really that much of a villain. So. You can do him if you want. I don't want him. You can do Blanche Dubois. That's true. I could. Uh, could do... Uh, what's it? John Proctor? Yeah. What kinds of things you could do? No, I think as far, it'd be interesting to see a matchup. So the only thing that's changed is, would be Salim. But as far as just conniving, sort of mastermind wickedness going on, mm -hmm. Shiva. Shiva? Yep. Very good. Shiva with Tash on his side. Woo. It's a little bit frightening. That's pretty frightening, yeah. Especially in the world of Midnight's Children. Yeah, I don't yeah. want, I mean, Tash in a world where, without any Christian morality. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> Scary world. Yep. It is a scary world. You get another pick, Brandon. Oh, I do. Do I? Oh, you do. Uh, okay. Um, I need some comic relief. I need somebody who can lighten stuff up a bit. So, um, you already took Puddle Glum. I was going to go for Puddle Glum, but you took Puddle Glum from me. So, I am going to take uh, not Falstaff. Um, not the weird dead guy from The Outsider. Stanley's pretty funny, but I'm not going to go for him. Trumpkin. Trumpkin. Interesting. Very interesting. Go ahead, Jake. I want the spell book from uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh, interesting. Good choice. Probably a better choice than the bell. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> the bell. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Well, all right. I've got four picks left here. Make them wise, Nathan. I will. Make them count. I will. 
How long do these uh, recap or these summaries of our novel have to be? As long as they need to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what do I want to do here? Starting to get slim. Yeah, a lot this of the is... good stuff's been taken here. Yeah, Let me just... I mean, look at mine. I've got so much of the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boy, Jake's really been stacking his deck with villains and heroes. It's almost like he knows how a good story works. Almost. <laughs> I have no plan. <laughs> My plan was basically... <laughs> Throw them all together and see what you, happens. You, you know, in everybody in... Loves Raymond? Yes, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. Great contribution. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it, there used to be the argument, and it's still an argument, mm-hmm. in like a basketball draft or something like that. Do you pick the best play available player in the draft no, regardless of his position or do you pick to the needs of y- your team at the time right yeah you're just stacking you're just grabbing heavyweights huh in in most drafts it's flawed logic to go with the needs of your team what what you want to do is you just want to take the best available player huh. and you can build around him or you can use him as a trade piece but if you go with if you pass up Luka Doncic because you need a big man and you're going to pick DeAndre Ayton, which I know you guys don't get these references, but that's okay. Somebody out there will. Mm -hmm. Then you've made a huge mistake because Luka Doncic is a generational player. If you pass up Michael Jordan to pick... Luka Doncic. uh, Luka may be right there. With Michael Jordan? Did I introduce us? By the time it's done. I don't know. My name is Nathan Alverson, humble and obedient host. That's Brandon Scholar, who's a ball of reading. That's Jake Pastor, who's a master of reading. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I, I feel like an idiot. I want to get this right. About Luka Doncic? Can I draft Michael Jordan? Nope. Oh, okay. Not unless we read a book about him. My uh, Michael Jordan was selected third overall in his draft, and Sam Bowie went ahead of him. And Sam Bowie was a center, and he was picked by a team that needed a center. Now, how dumb would you feel having passed over Michael Jordan because you needed a center? If yeah. you had Michael Jordan... You didn't need a center. You can build around Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right. Right? So you just take Michael Jordan. You don't pass him up. That's dumb, yeah. It's true. So you took Queen Jadis. That's your Michael Jordan. <laughs> Wanted a strong villain, man. It's a, it's a good choice, actually. I'm not making fun of it. No, it's a good choice. It is a good choice. I guess the one we could make fun of is Jane Eyre. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> I've got plans for Jane. I think you do. All right. I am going to go ahead and... Oh, I'm still not sure what I want. Oh boy, oh, man! I could I could choose the setting of the outsider, get that <laughs> that underground castle or whatever. You can also get an above ground castle. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not that bad of a setting. I'd get a cemetery, a nice little revelry hall, and yeah. a mirror. There's some things that could happen. In there. Yeah, there's some things. <laughs> uh, Throw I, them all in the mask of the Red Death, and you've got yourself some sort of horror scenario going. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Or I could choose the setting of. Uh, Oh, me. I could choose the setting of witness for the prosecution and do a little courtroom drama. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Reaper cheeps on trial. <laughs> that would be fun. Aslan's the lawyer. <laughs> he's like he's like the Atticus Finch character. <laughs> Aslanicus. That nah, doesn't yeah. work. Um, Azicus. No, it doesn't. Holden would work. often obviously be the spunky defense or. Uh, guy who's against the defense prosecutor prosecutor obviously the spunky <laughs> prosecutors are known for their spunkiness yeah. <laughs> uh you know i am going to go ahead and take none other than yeah 
You got to do this again right after who, Nathan? Peter. Peter the High King. Sorry, Jake. I was yeah. either going to go for him or the spell book next. Talk so. about talk I about for the spell Michael book, Jordan. I chose poorly. Yeah, I thought that Peter was on your list. Kind of seems of a theme talk with what you're about doing. Michael Jordan. I did it. Do, do, do. And what else do I want? Uh, let me go ahead and get. Um, um, you know, you want him. <laughs> take Shredney Vashtar. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> <laughs> his thoughts are red thoughts Brandon <laughs> oh this novel this my novel is going to be great I'm looking forward to seeing you make it work Nathan I don't exactly have an idea but I have kind of an idea I've got the kernel of an idea that yeah. I'm, I'm just trusting can blossom into a wonderful novel if you're paying attention folks Brandon and Jake both have three picks left and I have two picks left mm. Jake has still not picked a setting neither have i <clears throat> i want dr cornelius dr cornelius interesting choice you have to have some sort of wisdom in there this is my van helsing yeah good choice i'm gonna go for the red death the red death yeah and then i'm going to go for the wolf slaying sword of king peter the wolf slaying sword of king peter yeah his sword that uh, might put a bit of a damper on my plans, but that's okay. It's fine. Jake? You'll make do. King Frank. King Frank. Nicely done. Remind me who King Frank was. The cabbie. Oh, yeah. Thank you. He's pretty great. That's a good choice. Oh, man. These are my last two choices. Yeah. It's yep. over for you. It's over for me. <laughs> Brandon's oh. the only one who can thwart your setting. Yeah. Because I've got to choose a setting now. That's right. Wow. So, okay, I might as well declare my setting. doesn't really matter what order I do it in. So my setting will be... The Willows. No, it'll be the Silver Chair. Good choice. I thought about the Silver Chair. That was on my list. And my final object and or character will be... Man, it's Red Vashtar come crawling out of that fire world. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I will go for. I don't think she's on. She's on the surprisingly to, a little bit. Not on the board yet. Uh, Lucy. Okay. And I will take the willows. Interesting. I was not expecting. All right, folks. This is not taken. This is. This has been quick. But Brandon, your final choice. This has been. This has been quick. How long has this episode been going? Less than twenty minutes so far. Less than 20 minutes. It's just going to be a fast episode. It might be a fast episode, but that's okay. It's a Merry Christmas episode. It's a Merry Christmas Merry episode. Christmas episode. Unless I make my choice right here, take 30 minutes. Yeah. As I ponder all of your options and thoughts, what could I take from you? You could take the chair. You could take the silver chair. That's an interesting choice. You could take the boat from the willows. <laughs> so they have nothing. They just have to kind of jump from <laughs> island to island. Yep. <laughs> He's no, got, he's got, the first thing they would do is go buy a new boat. Yeah, but that has <laughs> right. to be in your story. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that whole boat buying adventure is chapter two. Plus, you've got magical traveling rings, so you can do whatever you want. But yeah, that's true. That's true. You take what could I do with the silver chair? Um, you could take the corpse out of the water in the willows. Yeah, <laughs> the otter, <laughs> the otter, the otter corpse thing. Yeah, uh, you could take my silver chair. Um, what would I do with your silver chair? Find Tyrion to it. It was like his old or man. Trumpkin. Or, no, Tyrion wasn't. Or Shiva. Oh, that's an interesting. What about the outsider? You could. 
I'm going to take the silver chair. You're going to take the silver chair from I the am. silver chair? I am. <laughs> so it'll just be the blank? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got a wonderful world to work in. It was going to be my second choice. If, if somebody grabbed the willows, I was going to go for the silver chair. Yeah, the silver chair. So That was going to be my choice. And the sil- it had nothing to do with the silver chair itself. No, <laughs> it was no. just the world. <laughs> silver chair is just a cool book with cool settings. Uh, okay. Lucy's vial and Susan's horn were two objects that I wondered if anybody would take. Oh, yeah. I no. thought about them both. I was early on going to pick them both, but I got so many other things that I... I actually didn't want a magical heal everybody solution. Now, we said that, like, for example, does Lucy come with her vial? I was kind of assuming Peter had his sword until Brandon, Brandon stole it. Sword. I assumed that Peter had his sword, but I didn't assume that Lucy had her vial. And I guess the reason is... If I was to start Lucy at a certain point in her trajectory... She would. Which then means you could take Peter's sword back. I have to do something else. No, I can't. Peter's sword just got retconned out of existence in my yeah. novel. I can't have Peter's, Peter's sword. Peter's, that specific special sword did. I could get a, I could get a, get a difference. Well, you get ca- well, caliber for all you. So Lucy's, so I had not assumed that the horn or the vial would go with either of those characters. And the reason was they often don't have them or have to find them, or come across them, or they get broken, or they get used up, or the Yeah, I'm not sure what rule to put in place. I don't... When Lucy and Susan show up in Narnia, they don't automatically have... They don't have them in England, and they don't automatically have them. But they always had to be given them. Well, here's a question. Like, if Harry Potter was on the table, would he come with his wand? Yes. But he doesn't have it at the beginning of the novel, and he has to get it, and sometimes it's not with him. It's... I don't know why I want to make this... I don't want to take something from you. But I feel like any of the soldiers, their swords come with them. It's part of their whatever. Somebody like Harry Potter, his wand is his sword. is part of what makes Harry cool. I agree. And so I'll give you Lucy's cordial, but I do think there's a difference there. And I also think there's a difference with the horn. Well, they did go through decades of rain where those two items were associated with those characters Absolutely, in a yeah. way that Harry's wand or we just don't happen to... That's read about those days as much, but there's for all every Narnian, Lucy would be like the vile person, and except even then she didn't bring it. Like at the end of her trip, or at the end of when they were hunting the white stag, she's like, oh, I didn't bring my cordial. Huh. That's true. Well, I'm not committed either way. I don't need them. You don't need the cordial. No, I don't. I think you can have the cordial if you'd start her in this certain take part of her story. Then you get it. All right, I'll take, take the cordial. Take the cordial. Do I get the horn? Because I've got Susan, too. If you want it. Sure. All right, I'm going to take both of them. We'll come up with a rule for next year that'll help define this. And and, and if, if it comes up, like, Puddlegum has his walking staff. Lady of the Green Kirtle has her magic powder. We all get... I mean, if it's Susan with nylons, then no. Does the Lady of the Green Kirtle... Does the chair... Would the chair... Did he steal the chair from the Lady of the Green Kirtle or from the setting of the silver chair? Well, we can't have two silver chairs floating around. No, I just... I'm just... Hypothetically, who did he steal it from? Did he steal both. it from me or you? I'm gonna. I would think the setting because the lady of the green kirtle. It's her magic chair that she uses to bind Rillian. She can it's, make another one. I can see an argument both ways. Well, we need to come up with a rule for next year. For this year, I suggest we be generous and give people what they have. Let's say Janice hand, has her wand. Handheld items. How about for 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 this the purposes of this year? Handheld travel traveling items that someone might have on them can come with them okay so jadis will get her wand 
how can have a sword if you want. Caspian Does Jadis's wand work in the world of the Willows? Yes, because we we that I think in my mind at least was established because we said and I quote. Objects maintain all attributes no matter the setting. But what if it's an object that loses its potency in universe in a... Oh, so you're saying this is a, this is kind of an exception because in the novel, her magic doesn't work. In the, in the novel, when she's in our world, or her wand doesn't work. Is the world of the Willows the same world as the world of Peter and Lucy and Frank and Diggory and Polly's England? I think we might want to have more strict rules in play next year. I think for this this year, you can decide whether to make it easier or harder for yourself. Okay. So now we have to come up with a story with... Yeah, how's this going to work, Nathan? Uh, we will jump forward in time in the podcast and people won't hear anything. All right, folks, we're going to jump forward in time and we will tell you our stories. Well, I may have miscalculated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. We have set a timer for 10 minutes, and we are now back. The listener won't hear any of those minutes because all they would hear, hear is us f- furiously typing and or scribbling, figuring out the great outlines, the beginnings of these wonderful novels. I guess we'll go ahead and go in the draft order. So, Brandon, going to read us or tell us the story why, of your why novel. Do, why do I have to go first? Because we're just going in draft order. That's the rules. All right, Brandon. Well, I mean, obviously, my book's going to open with Tyrion. And he's fairly, he's still young before he becomes, well, he doesn't ever become a powerful king. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now he might be able to in my world because he's about to be taken out of his world because, one day do I have to do this? Yes. (laughs) Brandon, this novel's going to be great. All right. It opens up. Sell it, man. I'm an agent. Me and Jake are agents. We're book agents. We are going to, we, we okay. will either buy this novel and give so you a billion dollars. So this is still in rough shape, guys. But yeah. the way I envision he gets into Midnight's Children, that world, is through the looking glass. Of course, he comes upon the looking glass. Can I do that? Can you enter the setting of your book by your setting? Well, I mean, can I have him be in his original setting and come into my sure. setting? Yeah, we'll give it All to right, you. Because that's one thing I wasn't sure about. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. If I can do that, then we're game. Okay. All right. We'll give it Good. to you. Why not? You'll give that to me. So he's in but his don't setting. Don't start bringing everything from that setting. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. That's don't it. Don't take advantage That's of it. our liberality. That's here. over. Okay. Because he ends up in Midnight's Children, and where he is is he is in the pickle pickling room. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a silver chair in the pickling room, <laughs> <laughs> and bound to the silver chair is Shiva. Oh wow! And Shiva immediately starts trying to convince him to let him go to unbind him. That he needs to stop this great evil and these two men. This uh, old man and his little dwarf follower have bound him, and every day they come to check on him and bring him food and water, but this is moments slim, and he needs to let him go now. He needs to unbind him now. And it's a tense moment, and Shiva's using all his manipulative abilities to do it, and of course, Tyrion unbinds him. He buys it. Yeah, he buys it, and Shiva escapes. And at that moment, Trumpkin and the old man in the sea (laughs) walk in, and they, of course, they ask Tyrion, what have you done? What have you done? You've released him and we bound him here because he's determined to unleash great this great <laughs> evil with this bell that's <laughs> in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, this leads into a chase with him trying to get Shiva before he can get to the bell. But guess this what? Spellbinding stuff. Go ahead. Guess what? Yeah. They fail. And Shiva gets to the bell. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure how, oh, you know, it'd have to be a great moment where, yeah, 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 yeah. all that so, stuff. Yeah. But anyways, he strikes the bell and out of the bell... Because of the bell getting struck, <laughs> Tash and the Red Death awaken. Oh, wow. All right. This story <laughs> just got pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Shiva, of course, uses Tash and the Red Death to then 
unleash havoc over India and to become kind of like Jafar, <laughs> ruler of India with Tash and with the Red Death. And there's all these horrible things with the Red Death wreaking havoc on India's, the poor, already the poor, uh, poverty-stricken India. And, you know, yeah. you have the Red Death and the metaphor of all that, you know, Poe gets to paint with a broader brush in India with the Red Death. It's where mm-hmm. he belongs. Yeah. Um, and Tash is sitting there kind of like, uh, you know, the Ghostbusters, the queen at the end. She has the little dogs. Tash is kind of like the dog for Shiva, mm-hmm. you know, his protective force that keeps him safe. Somehow, I don't know if it's a legend or what, or some sort of other thing, because it's magical realism. They know that there's one sword that can actually defeat Shiva, but they have to find it and it's mm-hmm. in the jungle. And so there's this scene where they get on the Don Treader, which is, of course, the old man in the sea's boat. And they go into the jungle. <laughs> on, on, of course. On a ship. Yeah, on a ship. <laughs> it's a small ship. You know, the Don Treader was never huge. Mm, no, never. <laughs> and so they go into the jungle and Magical there's all realism. These, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all these terrifying things, obviously, that are happening because guess who's pursuing them into the jungle? The Red Death. Because oh, Shiva knows. That's pretty so creepy. Yeah. And so there are all these terrifying things that happen what's, in the what's jungle. Cash doing these right now? He's just protecting Shiva. Okay. He's sitting there with him. Yeah. Because you're going to have to have your final showdown between them, right? And right. So they, go, they get to the point where they get to the sword and they find the sword. He knows he, you know, they have to get back with the sword and things are getting urgent because it's just, you know, it's the novel and it has mm-hmm. to intensify as the novel goes right, on. So sure. well, everybody knows that. Yeah, and everybody. so the old man actually ends up having to sacrifice himself with the Red Death so that Tyrion and Trumpkin can go back and have the final showdown with shiva and tash the old man takes out the red death no he i don't know how that happens (laughs) but he at least he distracts the red death so that Tyrion and trumpkin can go all right Mm -hmm. the red death is still at large yeah the red death is still at large you know i mean it's a mystery you don't really know it's like a lot of studies that happen in that world there's possibilities (laughs) multiple possibilities multiplicities of possibilities sure but what we do know is that probably the Red Death is like pursuing the old man this time instead of the old man pursuing the Marlin. Mm-hmm. It's the Red Death pursuing the old man. Oh, wow. Right. I Something hope the th- Red Death has more <laughs> luck than the old man. <laughs> Something like that. Anyways, but uh, you, you get the idea, I do. right? So then it all sets the stage so that they can come back and they can have their final showdown with Tash and Shiva and it's going to be intense and it's going to be worthwhile and Tyrion, you know, you're going to have the question, is Tyrion going to do it? Maybe there'll be some ups and downs. But finally, obviously, Tyrion will Tyrion will win. How does he win? I don't know how he wins. <laughs> he has the sword. So he uses Peter's sword to... Yes. Yeah, well, what you find out is that it was never about the sword. It was just about the boy believing he could do it. And Shiva <laughs> runs at him and then he falls on him after he howls. And then he falls on the sword. There you go. What about Tash and the Red Death? They disappear as soon as Shiva's dead. Okay. <laughs> there you I go. don't know. I didn't figure out all the ending, but somehow he wins. And that's how you bring it all together. It and sounded, you know, the ending's got to be worked out some. Well, what do you think, Jake? Lots of exciting action scenes and it sounds wild, daring, and crazy, and, and yeah. interesting. Yeah. Colorful. And the title? Oh, you, you would ask. Um, this is the part that I was having the most trouble. This was the ending. This is the, <laughs> Paul Plart. The, the ending Mall to the cop. thing, bringing it all together. Because I wanted to somehow work in, like, maybe the bell had to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the looking glass that had to be destroyed. You know, you might do want to pull in some Chekhov's gun like that. Sure. That would be fun. And that actually helps defeat and send Tash. Maybe that's it. You know, you have to destroy the bell and that sends Tash and the Red Death back to where they are. Mm-hmm. And so, like, right at the... That wouldn't be bad because right at the last minute, the Red Death's about to kill the old man. Tash is about to kill Trumpkin. Mm-hmm. And then you have, he realizes, no, it's the bell all along. And he slashes the bell and they both disappear. And then he stabs Shiva or something. Who knows? Something like that. Okay. 
So we need a title. I know. I'm trying to delay because I don't know a title. Uh, the Bell on the Looking Glass. <laughs> 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 the looking glass did play such a big part in the story <laughs> <laughs> through the looking glass <laughs> part two so through there the we looking, go through, through the, the looking, looking glass, glass part two, two. that's okay. what it is i'm writing it down <laughs> <laughs> all right jake all right so this is really the story of how prince hal became man enough to be king henry Nice. Interesting. This is the untold story of how it all happened. Love it. In the willows. Yeah. Well, so what happened is he, you have three groups of people all setting out on different adventures for different reasons at the same time. Henry and his good pal Wentworth are out to seek adventure and fortune before Hal has the responsibilities of the kingship placed upon him. They're out on the high seas when a green mist rises. Edmund and Frank are on... The River Thames, going to London, chilling, yeah. talking Narnia, sure. hanging out. The yeah. green mist rises. Uh-oh. Caspian, Petal Glum, and Dr. Cornelius have gotten a hold of the Book of Incantations from the Lonely Isles and have used, Dr. Cornelius has discovered the spell for seeking hidden treasure. Okay. And so they're out on the high seas seeking hidden treasure. With that spell, a green mist rises. Uh-oh. And it's the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) And so suddenly all of these people on their various adventures find themselves in this mysterious, creepy place Yeah, with these willow trees and Mm. these forces seemingly out to get them. They are seemingly passing other ships, other boats in the night. It's all weird and wild and what's the word I want? Uncanny. Uncanny, yes. Very uncanny. Eventually, they all land on different parts of the same island. They try to get to the center of the island so that they can see what's going on around them. They meet. They think each other are enemies. They end up making friends. We don't need to spend a lot of time going through how that all happens. Who are all the protagonists that are together now? So now Henry and his buddy Wentworth have met Edmund and Frank and Caspian and Puddleglum and Dr. Cornelius, and they're all there. Cool. And now they all know that they've been brought there somehow by some mysterious force that is malevolent and out to get them and they don't know what to do. They pull out Dr. Cornelius's spell book and they try to roll back the mist because there are spells for controlling the weather in that book of incantations, which are mentioned specifically. Mm -hmm. And so they try to roll back the mist and when they do, they see two figures. Uh Uh-oh. Oh no. But just as quickly, the mist goes back out and the river freezes over. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> and so it's the witches. Mm-hmm. The witches use the rings to bring them all there and, and destroy them. Shenanigans ensue. There are weather, weather battles, stone, mist, powder, spells, swords, fights. Finally, when all seems lost, Dr. Cornelius remembers the spell to reveal things unseen. And then when he casts that spell... The mist vanishes, the witches are there, and then the gods and monsters of the willows come out and they eat the witches Yes, and destroy them. They get to be good guys. And the sacrifice is made. Yep. Our heroes are allowed to pass through. Hal goes back to England, a changed man, never the same, ready to assume the throne. Wow. That's good. It's the missing link in Hal's story. Yeah. 
make uh, we needed to make we needed a cartoon show to make psychological sense yep. of, of <laughs> Shakespeare's yeah. crap. sense of, uh, yeah. of Hal's journey. <laughs> Somebody hey. finally took that garbage. Like you, you, you made that all fit with the willows pretty yeah. nice. It's cool. like well the done. it's the Clone Wars of. Uh, <laughs> I like the twist with the rings and the the, the yeah. Brandon, I'm using this. Using I might be voting for Jake. <laughs> you might be so far. Oh come on. <laughs> and the title? Uh, I it was gonna be of some version of gods and men or monster gods and monsters or monsters okay. and men something like that. Witches and willows. Which is the witch and the willows. <laughs> yeah. The go. witch and the willows. <laughs> yeah, let's roll with it. The witch and the willows. The witch and the willows. All right, there we go. So we got through the looking glass part two, <laughs> or. The, the Witch in the, the Willows. willows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for my awesome oh, yeah. novel here? Yeah. All right. Mine is in the genre of teacher stories, <laughs> okay, like, yeah. like Dead Poet Society, uh-huh. one, those kinds of stories yep. where a tough teacher has to yeah. get control is of a bunch of- the teacher Shredney Mashtar? <laughs> <laughs> no, the teacher would be young Jane Eyre. Who just got her teaching license, and she goes to teach at the horrible progressive school from Silver Chair. Her students, yeah, a murderer's row of unruly brats. Holden Caulfield, a surly teenager who just doesn't care. Susan, a bratty girl only interested in nylons. Eustace, a stuffy, bratty know-it-all. Conradin. A weirdo with a pulled cat named Shredney Vashtar <laughs> that he worships. <laughs> and Jane Eyre does not know what to do. She is up to her neck. She's like, this is this is bad news. She does not know how to control this classroom. They are walking all over her. And the only students that she likes are Peter and Lucy. They are they are good students. But Jane Eyre is just completely overwhelmed. She she had her techniques, but they don't really seem to be working. And she finds herself kind of falling in love with Holden, who's just, just the kind of damaged, <laughs> no, she doesn't. damaged no. weirdo. <laughs> yeah. that, now, Holden, he's like uh, 18 or something. <laughs> well, so, but, she, but she's just like, yeah, this guy's like dark and emo. And this is the kind of guy I like. And we could both have the same thoughts and stuff like this. So, but, but Holden couldn't care less because he just thinks Jane Eyre is a phony, right? Yeah, of course. One day, Conradin bands together with Susan, Eustace, and Holden to drive Eyre out of the school. They release Shredney Vashtar. <laughs> it chases Jane Eyre through the school, attempting to kill her with its godlike polecat powers. And it actually gets her by the throat and rips out Jane Eyre's throat. Whoa. But, and Peter's like, I need my sword. But he doesn't have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but fortunately, there is this weird disappearing Cheshire cat that is always everything but its smile will disappear. And then its smile will disappear. That's known to kind of haunt the schoolyard. So Peter grabs Shredney Vashtar and throws him into the Cheshire cat's mouth just as the cat is disappearing. And so it's like Avengers where Doctor Strange will make like the portals and then yeah. it'll disappear and it'll cut the guy in half. So Shredney Vashter is defeated, splattering blood on everybody. Jane Eyre dying. Her throat's been ripped out by a pull cat. Lucy, fortunately, 
has her magic vial, which she uses to heal Jane Eyre. And this gets the attention of none other than the great lion himself, (laughs) Aslan. (laughs) And so Aslan is watching from Aslan's country and he sees Jane and she's covered in polecat blood and there's all the students are covered in polecat blood and they're all making fun of her. And Aslan's just like, we've got to get this school under control. Who can I send to help Jane Eyre out? And none other than Reepicheep, the mouse. (laughs) So... This is where things break down a little bit. This is where they break down. Oh. <laughs> I know you guys. <laughs> I, I was with you 100% up till now. <laughs> so Aslan transports Reepicheep there, and he's like, Madam, I will, what are these ruffians doing? And Jane Eyre's like, I can't maintain control. I thought I was cool, but really I'm just an idiot that falls in love with emo guys, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. So, uh, um, Rochester is holding Caulfield. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. So, Reepicheep basically solves the problem at that point. He's, he like imposes discipline. He takes all those kids. He gives them mouse sword spankings. And yeah. this is like, you know, this is no, no more Mr. Nice Mouse. He uh-huh. never, no more Miss, I don't know, whatever. Reepicheep solves the problem. So let's see. So like become principal of the school or something? Yeah, or? he becomes principal of the <laughs> chief becomes principal of the school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so he basically reforms all the kids that are reformable, imposes lots of good discipline. And so he Conradin comes around, stops worshiping polecats. Eustace <laughs> becomes a great guy. Lucy was already fine. Susan stops being interested in nylons. She's just a cool regular girl but holden jane Eyre still kind of has a thing for him and holden hasn't been redeemed holden's just like he's not gonna listen to any mouse let any mouse discipline him and holden kind of has a thing for susan because she was she he he likes nylons so he kidnaps susan and drags her through a door as susan blows her horn and holden finds himself in aslan's country plus susan blew the horn so reepicheep appears and stabs Holden, <laughs> and Holden falls off that big cliff into the waiting maw <laughs> of Aslan. <laughs> Jane Eyre returns to school as the teacher. Reepicheep is the principal. All the students are sweet, obedient, good students. The school is reformed. Any of those other bullies that were in the school are also reformed. So it's a great school, wonderful place. Peter actually slips into Narnia, grows up into an age-appropriate mate for Jane Eyre, comes back, she marries him, and he does not share one mind with her. They have different thoughts, and Peter's like, don't be so weird and emo and clingy, Jane Eyre. It's fine, like, you know? And uh, she becomes a better woman than she was, and a great teacher, and a great friend. And (laughs) (laughs) And a great friend. (laughs) Keep laying it on. (laughs) And so is Tiny Tim observed. (laughs) (laughs) And the book is called To Air is Human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. 
So I don't know how they're going to choose. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I I think to err is human. Sounds like a pretty cool book. <laughs> so they have two. They have one thrown together. They have the epic fantasy that is through the looking glass yeah. part two. They have the story that actually kind of fits. It makes sense, which is. The Witch in the Willows. The Witch in the Willows, Willows. yeah. (laughs) Somebody actually played the game to win. (laughs) (laughs) They have the masterpiece of social satire. Yeah. (laughs) That is. (laughs) J.R. is human. Yeah. No, I think, so my first idea was I I want Jane Eyre because I'd I'd love to have her marry almost anybody but Rochester, like, because she seems like a nice lady, but she really just needs a better man forgot about saint john i probably could have done something with him for this story but yeah i had him on my list but there was no way there was going to be enough yeah it would have been good to just make him the villain that he always was and then i thought well we've got all these bratty kids let's just let's do one of those like dead poet society whatever the name for that kind of story is the 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 cliched teacher coach teacher coach yeah the coach comes in and cleans house yeah and then i thought he starts disciplining the players and suddenly they become a good team. And <laughs> Yeah. And then I thought that it would be fun to, I just thought that Reaper Cheap and Jane Eyre would make a good team <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> well played. So, so that was my, that was my uh, inspiration. So folks, you decide we, as when this episode posts, you can go to our Twitter. It's at the booking. We, we need to each like make a closing argument maybe for our thing. Okay. Brandon. Oh, for my story? Mm-hmm. Um, Through the Looking Glass Part 2. <laughs> Through the Looking Glass Part 2. Hey, there are still parts of it that are in process, but overall it's a story that sounds exciting. It brings the pieces together in a way that's uh, engaging and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you question that, Nathan? No, I, I'll make an argument for Brandon's story. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's got great action scenes, arguably the coolest action set pieces of yeah. any of the stories. And we'll work out the whole bell in the ending. We're going to make it all fit together. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's a very first draft, very yeah. rough draft of a story. But I think it's got potential. Yeah, I don't want to downplay it. It's, it's, uh, it sounds fun. We'll see if through the looking glass part two, how many yeah. votes it gets. Jake, The Witch in the Willows. Um, I, I asked for closing arguments. I don't really have one. <laughs> Uh, mine's a story that's complete, <laughs> has a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> all of the parts that you would want in a story. It's got really uninteresting, colorful characters that we get to live with for a while. I think Henry and Wentworth are a cool combination. Mm-hmm. Wentworth is a straight guy. Hal, young, playful, adventure-seeking. Yeah. Edmund and Frank the cabbie would make a fun team. Caspian and Dr. Cornelius are already a fun team. With Dr. Cornelius being colorful and, you know, insecure and a half dwarf or whatever. But then you put Puddle Glum in the mix and Puddle Glum reacting to absolutely everything that's happening the way that Puddle Glum would. So So you get to start them all separately as three separate teams. They get to come together and form a super team. They get to have epic battles of magic and swords and powder and... Yep, powder. <laughs> stone. Well, the mist, the powder that the witch has and the stone, turning things to stone and the, the weather stuff in the spell book. Then creepy gods and monsters have been there the whole time, get to come out and eat the witches. And uh, probably some, pe- uh, some people die or turn to stone in the process. But probably. at the end of the day, Hal goes back to England as Henry. And so we have a pretty complete hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Story. 
That is a good story. Jake's story sounds cool. I can't. I cannot deny it. Sounds like a good story. But is it as good <laughs> as to err as human? <laughs> so my argument for my story is that I am effectively giving several characters the closure that they actually need. I am redeeming Susan through through principal reach Reaper Cheap's discipline. <laughs> I am giving Jane Eyre a worthy husband. I am now I defended Holden Caulfield, if you'll remember, but I am throwing Holden Caulfield into Aslan's Maw. Into Aslan's Maw. Yeah. <laughs> where he belongs. I am rectifying the wrongs of you this entire year. You're basically just Quentin Tarantino. Yes, I am. I am <laughs> I am rewriting history so that everybody Gets their just desserts. Reaper Chief gets to Brett be. Brett McCracken would be proud. Brett McCracken would be proud. <laughs> Reaper Chief gets to be the principal of the school of a school, which I think is the perfect job for <laughs> Reaper Chief. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and and we're redeeming Conrad, and you know he doesn't have to live with his stupid dead aunt. Shredney Vashtar yeah. dies a bloody death. Yeah, Shredney Vashtar gets killed by the Cheshire Cat. Peter still gets to be cool. Lucy still gets to be cool. You know, we'll we'll put in some more tender moments with Lucy and Peter. I didn't get to really flesh them out. What cool thing did Lucy do? Well. Jane Eyre's throat was ripped oh, out right, by Shredney right. Bastion. Yeah. She, yeah. she saved her. Saved the throat. Save the throat. <laughs> there you go, yeah. And I don't think people shouldn't downplay the, all the amazing things that come out of Tyrion and the old man in the seas relationship. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, man. All right, folks. So Through the Looking Glass Part 2, that's by Brandon Chastine, The Witch in the Willows by Jake Menzel, or To Air is Human by Nathan Alberson. You will have a Twitter poll that you can go to the day that this is released. Our Twitter handle is at the booking. There will also be an Instagram poll of some sort, yeah. of some sort, probably in our story. That's right. And you can vote there, Instagram at the booking. Yeah, we'll just say it now. It'll be in our story because yeah. we can do polls on the story. Exactly. We will tally the votes and we will see what story people would actually want to be written. And then that person will have to write their... So the story only lasts 24 hours. So how about we'll drop it at noon on Wednesday of the re- release of the episode? No, we got to give people more time to listen. You know, why don't we have both the polls come... Friday? Friday. There we go. After this episode drops. So Friday morning, you'll see the story go up. Yep. And you can vote for Through the Looking Glass Part 2, The Witch in the Willows, or Modern Classic to air... Does it matter what time on Friday morning? We're just going to sometime Friday morning. They'll both go up on noon. How about noon? Me and, you and me will have to there coordinate on so this. So by but... midnight Friday, no, by noon Saturday, <laughs> right? the story will be done. There mm-hmm. we go. Yep. Yep. And I think polls on Twitter last 24 hours as well. So they'll have 24 hours to vote. I oh. know that. Uh, yeah. You guys will do what's right and you'll vote for uh, Through the Looking Glass Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think the witch in the willows might be winning. I think, might win. I think the as human might have a chance, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not well, not too much hope for through the looking glass part two. But you never know; people are fickle. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You think that through the looking glass part two has less of a chance than Dara's human? Yeah. Well, maybe I. This is just. A, <laughs> I think that is, might just be biased. There, speaking, Nathan. This might be biased. Yeah. I, I will fully admit it, but I feel like Dara's human. Just has enough individual scenes that people might want to see. That... I, I think you could make the same claim uh, for uh, to the Looking Glass Part Two, there, buddy. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm hoping they have some amazing magical scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would I actually want to sit through? Well, I let me not influence the listener, but it might be the Witch in the Willows. But come on, folks, you know you want Terrace Human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a noble sentiment. All right. We'll be back next week with Christmas stories, I think. 
Yeah. But why don't we do a little some donor shout outs first? Sounds good. So let me just pull those up. Why don't we shout out some people? I will say the initials and you guys have to guess the name. Okay. First to guess it gets a point. There we go. That's a gimmick. We'll see who wins. Look at that. You're a gimmicky guy. RRTL. Robert and Ron to the Lovebirds. Point for Brandon. AAD. Our Anthony Dodger. Point for Jake. LACS. Little Anthony Cigar Store. Point oh, for yeah, Nathan. Of course. <laughs> you can't give yourself points. If neither one of you can guess it, I get a point. ICE. The In- incandescent. Cor- the immortal Chelsea E. Point for Brandon. J-B-A-L-A-O. Jim Beam and Little Annie Oakley. Point for Jake. L-O-T-V. Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley. Point for Jake. Nicely done. A-A-E-T-L. A-A-E-T-L. Andrew and Esther, the love bird. That's Mm. right. Point for Brandon. I was hoping for a point there. Three to three and one point for Nathan right now. T-K. The Keith Master. Right on the tip of my tongue. Point for Brandon. DMMT. Dave's money man trucking. That'd be Brandon. Oh, wow. J A J A L J A J A L B M. Jeremy the Dark Kid. No. J A J A L B M. And John and Jill and Little Baby Max. Yep. J A K W. Jane Kitty Hooker Cold and Love Cheese. And C.S. Lewis, including C.S. Lewis, is Till We Have Faces. I haven't heard anyone say the whole thing yet. Jane Katie, you're cold in love. She's Ancius Lewis, including Till We Have Faces. Jake. F-P-O-W-A-H-M-B. What? <laughs> F-P-O-W-A-H-M-B. Fair. Fairy Princess of Wonder and Happiness, Mother Beth. Point for Nathan. <laughs> oh, Nathan. C-P-A. Council Prime Adam. Point for Certified Jake. public accountant. Also that. J-T-D-H-L-O-D-A-D-P. Jeremy the Dark Hooded Lord of Death. Yes, sir. And Baby Dumb Doom Die. <laughs> and Jeremy the Dark Hooded Lord of Death. And, and I'm not going to make you guys say Bear that. Bear and Princess of Death Doom Die. And Bug the Princess of Death Doom Die. Close. I get that point. I got more of it than he did. I'll give you guys both a point. How about that? Um, that doesn't work because Brandon actually got it first, but you kind of did the thing, but not really. N N M N M Nathan, yeah. not me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's doing it's pretty well. N N N. Come on, Nathan, not Nathan. It's N N M to me. M Maya. I don't know who said that first. Was that Jake? I got the. You started it first, right? Yeah, the thing right. Yeah. Okay. He just said Maya. R T R A A J Rock and Ryan and L O J. Rock and Ryan and Judah. You got to get it right. Ryan the Red Avenger and Judith of the Ladies of Justice. Absolutely. Oh, Nicely done. Oh, Jake's catching up. Well fact, done, Jake. You got <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> you guys are tied. It's neck and neck, folks. Man, the listeners must be so excited. DTD. DTD. Danny the Dude. Oh, Jake's pulling ahead. That's cheating. That's cheating. I did it for M. Maya. No, yeah, we already did it. DJSG. DJ CBG. Jake again. Brandon, you're falling down on the job here. D A D T. D A. I'm sorry. B A D T. Ben and Benny. Benny and Dana Tiberius. Jake. E A K F Y W B. Eric and Catherine from Yon Window Window Break. Brandon, point for you. P A L X. Professor and Lady X. Oh, yes. Yeah. L G D D. 
L G L L G D D. Oh, lavender's green. Dylan Dylan Dylan. Yeah, lavender's blue. N C N C. Getting into the new ones here. N C. Point for Nathan. Noah Constrictor. Oh yeah, Noah Constrictor. I might be able to clean up with these last ones. M. Marichip. Very nice, Brandon. T F A F M C. The fair and fragrant maiden Chloe. Very good. Point for Jake. S P Z W A M A A K W A K F L D T S. What? <laughs> you guys know this. This is a class. This is one of my favorites. S P Z W A M A A K W A K F L D T S. S P Z. I don't know. Six Pack Zach with the mean attack and Catherine with the knack for laying down the smack. Come on. So sorry, Six Pack Zach. Point for Nathan. A W I C A H L L A T P O C. A W I C A H L L A T P O C. A W I C A H L L A T P O C. That'd be Anthony who's cold and hates life, liberty, and the pursuit of cheese. Oh, man. Should have got that one, I think. Yeah. JJTTR. Duh. JJTTR. JJTTR. Jaguar tank. Nope. <laughs> I guess, kind of. JJTR? JJTR. I'm sorry. JJTTR. JJTTR. I'll give you a hint. JJ the TR. Johnny Juice the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Close. Jujutsu Jeffrey the Texas Ranger. Oh. I'm catching up, guys. R. 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 Rachel, 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 uh, Rachel. Point for Jake. Rachel. I think Jake's probably going to win. LTT? The Lord of the Rings. Nope. LTT. Uh, uh, the Tank. Le- Leopard Tank Le- Thomas. Leopard Tank Thomas. Nicely done, Brandon. Man. You are within range of Jake right now, <sighs> but you've got to get the next few. M-N-E. Midnight. That first word is correct. M-N-E. Natalie. Natasha. Nope. Nicole. Midnight. Nope. Point for Nathan. Midnight Ninja Ellen. Q-C. Queen, Clo- uh, Queen Congetta. Queen Congetta, yeah. Jake gets the point. And R-O-T-J. Return of the Jedediah. Very nice. Jake wins with, let me see here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 points. Whoa. Brandon comes in second with 12, and I got like five or six. Man, Nathan, you need to do better next time. Yeah. My name is Nathan, that's Brandon, that's Jake. It's been our pleasure to yep. engage in this fantasy draft. Go to patreon.com forward slash the booking. To help us uh, get to the year of Tolkien. To We're running out of time. Of that's right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>